Welcome to this episode of ProfCast. I'm Suzette, and I'm excited about bringing this discussion to you about embracing discomfort. As an academic dedicated to higher education and lifelong learning, I consider myself to be an open-minded individual, someone who is ready for a challenge and willing to embrace every lesson. But of course, not every lesson comes easily. Sometimes it takes confrontation and discomfort to learn new lessons, and sometimes even embracing and ultimately overcoming discomfort is the lesson in and of itself. I have experienced such learning through discomfort relatively often throughout my life and career, but one particular experience made a significant impact. I first met Carrie when she wrote a letter to me in response to an academic program that I had helped create and for which I was responsible for implementing. After reading her letter and making some changes, Carrie and I met in my office to discuss the issues, a conversation that initially devolved into an uncomfortable debate with Carrie expressing her frustration and me voicing my frustration in response. But we persisted and pushed through this difficult interaction and achieved a great deal of learning in the process. Here is my ProfCast conversation with Carrie about our meeting and our subsequent conversations. We hope you enjoy. So Carrie, welcome to ProfCast. I'm so excited about this conversation. Yeah, it's so exciting. Thanks for having me here. Yeah. So um, just a little bit of background. Now, Carrie, you and I met, oh, it's been a while now. I don't know, maybe not a couple of years, but pretty close. Um, and we actually met our very first meeting. Well, first came on paper because you wrote a letter. You wrote a long letter uh, uh, to me uh, about some uh, a project we were, were doing uh, that I'll get into. But you, you wrote to me, and then we met. And when we met, we actually had a, a, a rather negative, I would get, I would put it negative. It was yeah. an, a, a, a heated conversation, let's yep. say, uh, for a couple hours. <laughs> I mean, you were angry and rightly, rightfully so, and I was defensive. Mm-hmm. And so we, so we had it out. But, but here's, here's, I guess, the, the, the story. We have a program in Uganda. Um, you had a problem with our program in Uganda. And so you wrote me a letter and you came in. To, to explain it, and I was ready, um, but then I wasn't really ready. I was ready substantively, but I wasn't really ready for the conversation. But why don't you just start by telling what were your issues with our program, and, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, so um, just a little bit of background on me. I'm part of the African diaspora. Um, a few months before we talked, I had studied abroad in Jamaica with African and African American studies. Um, I learned a lot, and I I've always loved my community, but my love grew even bigger than what I could have ever imagined after that. And so um, I definitely came back to the U.S. and I saw many more problems um, than maybe what I saw before, or I more so felt the initiative to, to fix them or to do something about them if I could. And so um, I knew about the Uganda trip because um, a lot of people in my program have been part of it and they said they love the program. Um, but I remember sitting in my classes or talking to people who had gone on the program, seeing their Facebook posts, and, you know, it's, it's them kind of in the center of this image um, with a bunch of underaged um, African Ugandan children around them, um, you know, kind of the stereotypical snapshot of what you would think um, the entire continent looks like. It's such a sweeping statement, right? Without, without much context. Um, I also saw images taken of people from afar, so maybe they got the images um, consensually. Maybe they didn't, not really sure. Um, And so this was something, as a social entrepreneur, 
I really was like, okay, I, I love helping people too. I love working with people. Um, but I always wanted to be collaborative. I never wanted to be like, I'm coming and saving you, you know, with like a cape or I'm, you know, um, my, my mission's always the, the people first. And so I was like, this program has a lot of hope. And if we can just fix a few of these things, uh, if we can make a few of these needs met, it can like the impact can be so, so much greater. And also the students that come into the program who maybe don't um, have as much context because they're going there to learn, they can learn even more. They can have an opportunity to learn from the community and then come back and bring that learning here in Oklahoma where, of course, we really need it. So that's kind of what my uh, my thought process was um, a little bit about the program at the time. So you wrote this very articulate letter that detailed this these um, this position and and some of the specific requests that you were making regarding the changes that we make to the program. And I remember receiving that letter, and you know, and here I am at a, a long, an old, <laughs> long time study abroad professional. Um, I don't work in in um, in Africa, um, but I, I do work in many other parts of the world and in some parts of the world that are uh, developing. And so I've always had always considered myself to be a sensitive person to these types of issues. Um, so I read it and I thought, um, okay, when and I'm and I'm always open to constructive feedback. And so that's uh, you know what the way I took it was as constructive feedback. Um, and that, so I set out to make some changes that you'd suggested. I, did, I felt like there were a couple things we couldn't really do, but that we were going to try to do our best to do some, uh, everything we could. And so I did that. It took me a few weeks. I contacted you and I said, let's meet and go over everything. And, uh, and so that's when we then met for the first time face to face. And, um, and, and so I don't know, do you want to kind of characterize kind of how you, you, cause I don't want to obviously say how like you came into that room and with what in your mind, but maybe you tell me how you felt about it kind of coming into that conversation because um, because I think we kind of had different ideas of what we were going to do <laughs> and what we were going to accomplish. Definitely. Um, so I think I went in with a lot of frustration and trauma and hurt. Um, I mean, this was just like, you know, just being black in America, right? It was just like a whole entire experience I was trying to convey at once. Um, and I think, I I guess I would say I went in frustrated because I had talked to a number of people before you and I kept getting redirected in, in so many directions. And I was like, who can I talk to? Who's going to listen and make this happen? Um, and so I think I, I just came in and I was like, okay, now was the time like we're gonna make this happen right here right now um and so I think I think that's how I came in I came in really upset and really really mad yeah, yeah which kind of took me off guard too because mm -hmm. I actually you know we communicated a little by email and I had actually told you that we were you know addressing many of the things so I thought you know when you came in that you were going to be like um, going, okay, we've got some solutions. But I, I'll tell you, so, and the reason why, Carrie, I really wanted to have this conversation with you today is, uh, again, because, of course, you know, now we're, um, I like to think friends. We're, yeah. <laughs> we've become friends and we work together on a, a few other projects and, um, and, and just, uh, you know, care for you. And, and I'm so thankful uh, that you, that I learned 
so much from you through this experience. And I'm really big on us older people learning from, you know, younger people and, um, and, and recognizing that we do have things to learn from, from, um, people that have different perspectives and different, and, and I don't just mean in terms of background or where you come from or anything like that or identity, but just, you know, different age too, that, that just have, can see things differently, but that, this issue of not presenting context and and the potential of of passing on stereotypes and this whole concept of you know white saviors i mean those were all basically you know i, I mean i guess i can't really say new concepts to me but i didn't realize until our conversation like how deeply um offensive and and concerning these things are i mean as a white woman i'm just I don't know, I guess I was just so blind to that, you know, and then the frustration side of it. I mean, I'm a woman, so I feel frustrated often, but I'm a white woman, so I don't feel this certain kind of, you know, frustration that um, that people of color do because I have that that, you know, privilege of, of being white. And I've been I'm have a, I've had to learn a lot about exposing that and kind of trying to understand uh, and listen, you know, to the voices of others. So when you came in and were frustrated, I think I just, I didn't understand why. And I kept saying, but, but Gary, I'm your, I'm on your side and I'm like your ally. And I, and it was almost like I was making you, everything I said was making you more mad. And so I was frustrated. And so it just, it like completely, I don't know, devolved at initially. But then my perspective was it kind of, it came, I don't know, there was like a, a circling, a circling of, uh, of it <laughs> after a while. And I think maybe that was the lesson for me because a lot of people said afterwards, they were like, wow, that was a long time that you spent <laughs> in that conversation. I was like, well, had we just spent 20 minutes, we both would have left very unhappy, I think. Mm-hmm. But because we spent two hours almost having this conversation and really kind of had it out that I, you know, opened my ears. And I think, and I think then you saw maybe I don't know, me for what I was trying to, I don't know, we, like you said, came full circle and were able to get past it. Yeah. And, and definitely, I think, um, when I left, uh, the meeting, I was still feeling a lot of feelings. Um, but then my mentor reached out to me after and was like, Hey, (laughs) you know, you should talk to Suzette. Like you should really have the conversation um, and she's the one, cause I, I trust her so, so much. Um, she's the one who kind of pushed me toward m- walking in the direction of that middle ground of just like going in and having the conversation, like really listening. Um, not just like having your ears kind of closed and like talking, which I think can happen so much with these conversations because they're so emotionally charged and they're so personal and, um, they're just not topics that are covered a lot. Like, um, I mean, we see it in the news, but like on a personal level, they're not covered and really, really talked about in the ways um, that they should be. And so, um, yeah, that's, I feel like, you know, the mentor is what kind of pushed me. And, yeah. Well, and of course, your, your mentor is a, is a good friend of mine. And I also consulted with her afterwards. And I was like, because I, I so desperately didn't want you to be upset or hurt. And yet I could tell that you were. And yet I also had felt like I was upset and hurt. Yeah. And so <laughs> thankfully, because of, of, uh, of this fr- person we have in common, was able to, to, you know, she was able to encourage 
us to to kind of come back and have another conversation, which we did. By that time, you'd left town for uh, a break, and so I we talked on the phone actually after that for a while, and I felt so good about that afterwards. But I think, you know, one of the things that so. Carrie, some of the things I've really learned from you and learned from that conversation, and it will, I mean, it's, it was so impactful that I will, you know, it's obviously influenced me tremendously going forward, um, was you told me, I cannot not be angry about this, you know, and you were giving examples of like when you're in class and people say things and you just mm-hmm. immediately, you know, uh, react as you do. And you said, I can't not be angry about this. And I remember saying, but you can't always be angry about this. And then I remember thinking later, of course she can always be this. Like, why shouldn't she be angry about this? You know, I think I now realize (laughs) I'm angry about all of this in the sense that, you know, just the, 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 the injustices and the, and, you know, just the lack of humanity and the blindness that we all have. And I'm a longtime humanitarian. I mean, I've always felt like I'm, I've worked in human rights. I've worked in human security. I'm, I care about people, but I wasn't even open to, I think, you know, in my own country, in my own backyard, among my own, uh, classmates. I mean, I've always focused my work abroad. And so I just wasn't, you know, I kept saying to you, wasn't it better to go to Africa than, you know, with a bunch of white people than to not go at all? Mm-hmm. And you were like, no, not really. <laughs> and I, was, I had to really go away and kind of think about that and, 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 and just like adjust my perspective on it that, um, you know, uh, that it's, it's first of all, okay to be angry and, um, and then it's okay to express that. And, you know, where I was trying to say, but don't, don't just, don't be angry all the time. Don't tell people you're angry because mm-hmm. they'll just immediately dismiss you. No, mm-hmm. you know, you have to, you have to stick you have to, I guess, be persistent with that. I don't know. Does that make sense? No, that totally makes sense. And what's funny about that is I feel like I also learned something from that situation and that um, my other professor, she always told me, you know, there's time to use fire and there's time to use water. And water flows around, you know, it flows around. It doesn't always have to fight and, and always push through in the way fire can, which, which is great sometimes, right? Um, and so I think from that conversation I learned – a lot about when when to use those different elements of my personality and, and my experiences when they can be helpful and when I can be collaborative too so yeah well I think that that's a really important word that you said that is the collaborative nature of this and that I learned a lot from I and mean, I'm a collaborative person but also I'm like I'm a programmer I have to get things done I have to focus on things you know many of us have responsibilities where we have to look at the results and so um, we sometimes forget about that process and 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 collaborating, or we we aren't necessarily uh, collaborating with the people we should be collaborating with. Mm-hmm. And so, in fact, you had a, such a tremendous impact on this this issue that we then kind of reoriented our our program in uh, in Uganda and mm-hmm. and included a whole new element of um, you know historical social. Uh, political, economic, cultural context and learning, you know, the impact of colonial um, activities and the legacies and all of that, that we were doing just so, so such a minimal level of work doing that. And, and so we, 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 you know, again, it, this, this conversation isn't so much about the substance of, of Uganda, but more about just the, we should have been collaborating, I should have been collaborating with you 
you know, uh, all along, you know, and, and other uh, uh, people of color all along on these programs. And you just sometimes you're just like, I, I have to get a program. I have to get just, people going. Yeah. You know, like there's so much to do, like, right. you know, the finances, the, the exactly. getting it all together. But yeah. So lear- so learning not only to collaborate, but the, the right people to collaborate with, um, you know, who should all be included in that conversation and, and then, uh, and then figuring out how to communicate. And like you said, figuring out when to use fire and when to use um, water, or the different um, mm-hmm. elements in order to achieve a, a better outcome. So, because uh, I feel like this in, in every way, personally, but also kind of institutionally and for the, the, those who participate in this particular program all came out, uh, you know, in the end, uh, better yeah. off. In, in the long run, so. Definitely, and I heard about people who went on the trip, the December one, um, and loved it, like learned so many things, and I was just so excited to hear that. I was like, you know, not only did we both learn a lot from, from this interaction, but it also created a ripple effect that, you know, helped other people learn, um, and I just think that's so amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, learning is something we should always do, and just because, we're old people. <laughs> Just because I've been learning for a lot, much longer than you have, doesn't mean I don't have something to learn from you. That you have something to teach uh, me and and people like me. So so the learning, the communicating, the collaborating, the persisting through the 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 discomfort. I think that's the thing. It was so uncomfortable having yes. <laughs> this conversation, and and yet I'm someone that's typically very comfortable with discomfort. I mean, I just like by nature, but we have to be we have to face the uncomfortable right yeah. in order to get through it and and learn and you know better communicate and collaborate so definitely uh, that's kind of what what I think we were able to do in this case I totally agree yeah right. it was great well yeah. thank you Carrie so much thanks for having this conversation with me again thanks for being my friend thanks for being uh, uh, my young mentor and teacher and uh, and and really um, you know having a tremendous uh, positive effect on not only this program but this institution and beyond so thank you thank you and i and i appreciate everything you've done for ou i appreciate your work with prof scene being a friend a mentor and just i just love seeing the incredible things happening and i'm excited for the future thank you so much carrie Uncomfortable interactions that test our ability to be open to and accepting of other perspectives are necessary for learning, growth, change, and development. I'm grateful for Carrie in our uncomfortable conversation, for her teaching me and my ability to learn, for the both of us persisting and pushing past the discomfort, for reciprocal listening, and for coming full circle to a better place where we can move forward in a productive way to achieve a better future. The ripple effects are, of course, indeed incredible. Thank you for listening to this episode of ProfCast.